0: are in New Haven Connecticut and I am lucky enough to be speaking with Hanifa Washington so Hanifa welcome to the show
1: thank you for having me
0: I know that your passion has a lot of connections pun intended can you tell everybody exactly what it is that you're so passionate about
1: absolutely I'm really passionate about connecting hearts connecting people um, and creating opportunities for people to do that whether it's over a plate of amazing local organic food, whether it's at a show, whether it's in the office, um, whether it's taking a walk in the park, I'm a bridge builder. So I help people to uh, connect with one another, people who they might not normally, but also to see where our similarities are. And I've really found that that's like at the heart of everything that I do. I've worked in a nonprofit field for like 15 years. And uh, two, about two years ago, I came to this realization like, okay, I don't have to be plugged into one entity. I can actually take the gifts that I've been given and this passion and spread it around. And for me that's more impactful than than just working for one organization. So I started my own consulting, Um, it's called the Hands of Hanifa and uh, my tagline is, "Relaxed, you found the Hands of Hanifa. And so I do, I'm a creative, you know, jack-of-all-trades. So from website design, to being a thought partner, to uh, program development, program management, I kind of can roll with the punches, Um, and something I find myself doing more and more is working with an organization called Creating Effective and Inclusive Organizations, or CEIO. And uh, we focus on basically increasing co-creativeness in the world and inclusion. So we work with organizations, we work with individuals, and we're helping people to understand and organizations to understand how do they work with power within their organization? What does that look like? How is it locked up? How is it not flowing? How do we open up those channels? And so we're tackling issues of white supremacy. We're tackling issues of all the isms, racism, sexism, classism, ageism, and seeing how these things are deferring them from being the best that they can be. And it's amazing. Um, So that work really takes a lot of my time these days. Um, And I also, um, when I'm not doing that work, you can find me, Going on walks with people in the park, I do a lot of thought partnership. Um, so artists, CEOs, mothers, um, friends also as well, just giving people some a place to talk to someone to bounce ideas off of and to help them think about maybe things they wouldn't in the, in the first place and connecting them. so I'm like, oh, do you know so and so who has this project going on? You should you know talk to them uh, and in, introducing people. so I really helped I really love that aspect of being able to connect and because i get to know people and for me being a human being here on this planet this time i'm an anchor of love and i try to do that the best i can and then to get people to also connect and to understand like this is how you can elevate uh where we're at as a as a community um so yeah
0: you also write and perform i and, do and your words there your sentiments there your you know, I feel like you're you are a connector in all of these things and a teacher at heart. Mm. You know, even in your writing and your performing, right? It's because the same ideals and ideas is what you're presenting, Absolutely. sharing and teaching. Yes, you're right on.
1: So there's this amazing project that I'm working on now. It's a one woman show and it's called Circle Up. And if you have done any work with youth or have been involved in theater are done workshops you know that that phrase is something that people use a lot okay circle up and let's get to this next circle everybody circle up and so for me that circling up is just it just is a representation of what i want people to be doing and what i do is circling people up people coming from all different points and angles and saying okay we're all here together what can we do let's understand that we're all together we're not Separate and for me, that's just such an important sentiment. So circle up is this amazing mashup of a lot of my passions So, um, it includes a lot of my original spoken word Um, I'm a singer songwriter. So it includes some of my original uh, songs. I don't play the guitar Um, It includes just some straight up sort of like TED talk style lecture the teacher and me coming out Um, and then it combines that with a lot of play and then uh, a community conversation over a local foods meal. So it's kind of everything at once. And that meal part is so important for me, coming together around the table at the end. Sometimes when we have these experiences, we go to a movie, we see a cool play, we go to a conference, you don't really have that time to jail, right? So you're like, yeah, you're just there, you're like, okay, I saw this, you go on to the next thing. So that meal for me and having this sort of guided conversation at the end, allows people to kind of sink into it to slow down and to be with all the learning and connection
0: that's there. Well, and I think also people, you know, who have differences, mm-hmm.
1: it's like they just
0: never spend any time with right. with those people. So just gathering, especially around a meal, yes. you know, and discussing something that they have that's in right. common or experience together is is really a great way to continue to build that connection and community that you find so valuable.
1: That's right. And the way that they'll be curated, so that's going to be running twice a month, like the second Sunday and the second Wednesday of each month, is that the Sunday is a matinee it'll be open to the, the general public to come. The Wednesdays I'm going to be working with community organizations, the city of New Haven, schools, um, to and to really pick and choose who is in those audiences. So when I'm approaching a school, I'm working with the school um, as a partner Common Ground High School here in New Haven, they've decided to sign on to be a a partner in the project to bring their school. And they're gonna bring not just the students and the teachers, we're talking about parents, we're talking about all of the staff, we're talking about the people making the amazing food, we're talking about um, family members, not just mom and dad, grandparents as well. Okay, let's all come to Circle Up and have this shared experience so that when we go back into our communities, when we go back into these institutions, we are now having and living this shared experience. We're all kind of coming from the same place and it gives rise to more inspiration, more connectivity.
0: Where do you think this passion started for you?
1: Well, I'm, I, I know that the big part of my inspiration definitely came from my, my, the, the matriarchs of my family. My grandmother is the mother of the church that I went to, to, to church at as a child. Um, and if you don't know what that is, in a Baptist church, it's basically like if you think of a mother hen, but she kind of is holding it down. So she is kind of right next to the pastor, organizing, making sure everybody's included, um, just being the kind of the central uh, communicator uh, of the needs of the church. Um, my mom was a huge organizer um, in, in her younger life in the 70s and 80s. I was born in the late 70s um, and uh, affiliated with some of the Black Panther movement. But also mostly around like the food in school, the, the the hot meals and breakfast program, and she was just always organized. And there was always like something happening at the house—a meeting here, a meeting there—boxes of clothes and stuff. Um, she was just that was a part of her spirit. So I think through osmosis, I definitely um, took on some of that. Um, and I ultimately, I, I just love—I I like being joyful, and for me, like being joyful, being happy, right for me, it's kind of where it's at. So it's like this intrinsic internal drive that I have that I just wanted that to surround me. And for me, that comes from connectivity.
0: And you want to give that to everybody else. Yes. <laughs> yes. What do you think that your greatest hesitation or challenge is in, in doing this?
1: I think um, having that optimism is also can be a double-edged sword because and mostly from what, what I feel people perceive me as, they might think, Oh, I'm just a very naive person or someone who's not, who hasn't lived and doesn't really understand that people are different and that it's just not going to work. So like, I think the biggest challenge is staying positive and focused, um, in, in a society, right. That isn't necessarily set up for me to, to achieve, um, and to, and to really not let that get me down and to really just stay true to what I actually know my personal soul mission is.
0: Yeah. Wow. So what do you think you've learned about yourself through this?
1: It's been a pretty amazing day. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was at um, a a kind of a healing ceremony at this river uh, just a a few blocks away earlier. That's where I'm coming from right now. And uh, amazing community came together just to do something around a lot of the violence and the unrest, uh, particularly right now that's happening in the community. So just we were able to come together and to like share our concerns and to, to, to pray out loud and to voice out loud what we want. And, and um, one of my, my things was to, to speak it and to not be afraid of speaking. Um, even though, like, I'm a performer and I'm always... So sometimes I do find myself shying away and being like, well, I don't know this person. I don't know if I can really speak to them or if they will hear me. So I think doing this today was just another affirmation that I'm on the right track and that, um, that it's, it's meant to be.
0: Is there a truth you would like to share with us today?
1: I think a truth that I have that I would want to share it is, you know, it, it might sound corny and I mean there's songs about it, but we are, we really are one on the most basic level. You know, where I begin and where you end, it it doesn't like we are just one. We breathe in the same air, we're in the same energy particles. We're all together, um, and so I feel like when we really know that, and let that, and like live that, we can really see amazing changes and flow and connectivity in our lives. So,
0: you know, I can't help but feel like the fact that you are happy and you are light, and you're talking about some very serious things and very serious issues, and you're bringing light. You're bringing your light to all of these different people, you know, in all of these different settings that you're talking about when you bring your communities together, you know, whether it's a corporate setting, a public setting, a school system, you know, I I really just cannot help but feel like this light that you have, this happiness, I want to hear what you have to say. And you are just making me feel immediately open-minded. I just can't help but feel like this is meant for you. Mm. And that whether you change one person and their thoughts and their personal beliefs or you change communities or, you know, this show alone is global, you know, I mean, you have, you have the power. Mm. I I take you very seriously. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. really do. And it's because you're intelligent and because you're joyful. You know, I immediately want to hear what you have to say. What do you think that people who have a passion should do? if they want to incorporate it into their lives, like what advice do you have about living your passion, no matter what it is?
1: That's a really awesome question. And the first thing that came into my mind for whatever reason was actually rest. um, And to, uh, (laughs) it's rest. It's, and not feel like you have to, but to let it happen. When you allow it to just happen, it's really different than forcing it, um, to happen. Um, it, this reminds me of this really funny quote that it's like, um, you know, life is like a fart. If you're trying too hard, it's probably shit. Um, so I, I feel like you just really gotta be easy and allow yourself to rest. I feel like we we live in this do, we have to do, and, and you're, you are given value by how much you've done today and what's your list. I'm, I'm really into, like, taking a minute, sit back, and rest. And in that rest, think about, okay, how, do I, what, how will this look? Allow yourself to visualize um, and take time, um,
0: and, and it, it will happen. I agree with you. I'm all about envision, explore what it would take, and execute a plan. Nice, yes. What is your most memorable moment or event where you brought people together? Um, hmm, most
1: memorable... There was, um, I I was able to, with my work with CEIO, to incorporate these events called uh, Deeper Change Salons. So the organization had events called Deeper Change Forums, which are like day-long, amazing workshops where we're bringing, we're talking about all types of issues, all around social justice, and they're all day. Um, So, and they happen like once every three or four months. So we were feeling the need from the community saying, we want something in between these times together. So we created this thing called the Deeper Change Salons, which are really informal. They're at, in the evening time, you know, there's wine and food, it's like really chill, um, but it's still like a, a kind of choreographed, curated conversation. Um, and the first one I did, I was really nervous about it because I was like, I don't know if this is gonna work, if people, is this is gonna be too casual, you know, um, will people show up? But there was about 30 or 40 people there. um, And it was just on point. People showed up fully. We had amazing conversations. And at the end, we did this thing where I was like clapping and um, just asking people, okay, what gift? What do you want to give? Like what can someone reach out to you after this meeting, after our time together, and say, hey, I know you do this. Like what can you offer? Like what what, what is your fruits that you're offering to this? And so we were just clapping and then, so we would clap and then one person would step in the center, and they would say, I'll go on a walk with you. And they would step back and we would clap. And it was just, it just got so contagious, you know, and it's like, you could just feel this energy building. And, um, this, just the, the look on the faces and the, and the hugs that were happening afterwards, it was just, I really felt like I really helped to birth something. Um, and and it was really
0: special. You know, I believe that, your life purpose is not a role that you play, but a feeling you get. Mm. And just watching you light up when you talk about that and feeling how fulfilled you were at that moment, Mm. I I can't help but feel that's your purpose right there. Mm. How can people contact you?
1: Um, You can go to my website, which is thehandsofhanifa.com. And that's H-A-N-I-F-A. Um, and you can see everything that's kind of like where everything is. So you can access my music and my poetry there. You can see my artist resume. You can see what projects I'm working on. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's
0: probably the best way to get a hold of me. Now, were you going to give us a sample of your, your words? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I good. can do,
1: I can do a, a piece, um, a spoken word piece. Uh, it's called orphan orphan Annie's. Okay. So here we go. Just drop it in. So concerned about how to make it big in this world, we forget the forgotten ones. The little orphan nannies that used to get nanny by wartime junkies and high school funkies. And consumed with greed, we bitterly play on the battlefield of, of need, and born into this, we cannot resist the need to know. Just what are we fighting for? A paycheck? To pacify our ever-die need to try while a bunch of zeros make us heroes, to economists who just fill our homes with junk and feed us the lie, and our lives are getting finer. Well they you know good and damn well have that crap is made in China, at wages that would outrage us, but meanwhile we we're steadily, happily building our own cages. And fed by the strongest man's belief, we become dependent to this thief, loving his lie, making his bed, fighting the wars to protect the hairs on his grey head. So concerned about how to make it in this big old world we forget the forgotten ones, the illegitimate mouth to feed, and consumed with greed, we attack the very thing that keeps us free, to we turn it into a reality show? It's called, God is in the know, with 12 contestants and one winner because everybody else is obviously a sinner. And Sunday is the most segregated day with each believer in her own hall to pray, caged in by the walls of our temples, synagogues and churches, tightly clenching their purses before the tithe comes in and washes them dry. Making mounds of money we will not take to our graves, but we'll leave it behind in long, intricate chains, and those chains can lock up the world. You blow up a country take all of our assets and are asked to get it on tape make it into a movie and broadcast it as the news you know the media is like a dog chasing its tail it's kind of funny pretty amusing but stupid after a while and there's a pain in my heart <clears throat> never mind that's just gas and soon the seasons of greed and intolerance will pass and as the years yield into the meadows of abundance can you not lend can you not offer up your hand because the cause of unity and justice are undying and they will blaze through those thickets of prejudice and fear to those once deadened soils are teeming with every jubilant flower and the parade of their aroma fills this bubble of earth and
0: sky. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 states in 90 days lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com.
1: I just keep moving along.